Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 48. I've got my new glamorous, intelligent co-host, Carmen, with me. We're pumped up. I think we've got a good subject here, folks. We're going to be talking. We're going to be comparing Patreon with WordPress, fundamentally, or with other membership site alternatives to Patreon. I think we've got some great insights. It was a topic that... Carmen suggested. So, if you've got any complaints, just email her. So, there we go. Oh, that was horrible. That was horrible, wasn't it? So, <laughs> oh god, uh, Carmen, would you would you like to give the new listeners and viewers a quick intro about yourself? Yeah, of course. So, my name is Carmen Kendrick, and I currently work at LearnDash as a product marketing manager over there. And in my spare time, I just like to look at things on Pinterest, home decor, cook, all that good stuff. Oh, and skate. (laughs) Oh, yes. She roller skates, which I cannot do. (laughs) Listeners and viewers definitely can't do. Uh, um, Not in my imagination, that's for sure. Uh, um, well, before we go into the meat and potatoes of this great show, I've got a couple messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, Interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. I just want to say that we've got some great special offers from the sponsors, plus a created list of the best WordPress plugin solutions if you're looking to build your membership website on WordPress, and I think you should do. Um, to get all these free goodies, all you have to do is go over to wp-tonic.com slash deals wp tonic slash deals and you find all the goodies and all the plugin recommendations there so you don't have to troll the internet to find the best wordpress solutions what more could you ask for probably a lot more but that's all you're going to get on that particular page listeners and viewers but there we go um so carmen um, where where do you think we should start with this discussion about Patreon? What do you what do you see as its real appeal to somebody trying to monetize their social media, the YouTube, their content online, basically? Yeah, I think our number one point is just the ease of use. Um, it's not like you have to really do a lot yourself. And so if you're already creating you know, your content on something like TikTok, then it's very easy for you to get started on Patreon. You don't have to like really figure out too much stuff. They kind of have everything set up for you already. Yeah, I think I, even if you really haven't got hardly any kind of background about building websites or online platforms you can get pretty you can get patrons set up pretty quick aren't you yeah you can right to you i think that's overall um thin so let's go through the list pros and cons so i think we just touched the ease to use and set up um it is pretty straightforward you just enter your details You've got membership tiers, and they, they, it's got one interface, folks. Um, I think before we go into the list, what um, what I was hoping for my intro was what would be your, why would you be looking at Patreon? What would appeal to you? And what do you see as its case studies about the type of people that would be looking at it, Carmen? Yes. Yeah, so if you are 
most people have maybe like well, at least one YouTube channel that they follow pretty closely. And a lot of those creators on there, they're using Patreon. So, you know, with YouTube, it takes a little bit to get monetized. I forgot the standards. I think you need at minimum 1,000 subscribers. Um, you probably also need content that is suitable uh, for YouTube and their advertisers. Um, and so what will happen is a lot of the content creators there, if they have not monetized yet or they want to create more revenue for themselves, they'll go on a platform like Patreon to offer exclusive content um, from their existing content over to still those um, members only type of subscribers on that platform, Patreon. Right. So um, obviously you're because of your job and your background, you, you are following a lot of these people. Are there any good examples that come to mind that people on your radar that have been using Patreon? Um, I can't say any big names because I'm very like niche down when it comes like to what I watch on YouTube, especially um, content creators. But I like the I watch any garbage that's on there. <laughs> Um, so I would say the most um, suitable is probably um, there is a young lady on YouTube. Her name is Alexandra Grater or Gator. She's based in Canada, uh, but she does a lot of uh, content on creating special spaces or not special, but really small spaces and doing a lot with them, even though they're really small. So people have like a, I don't know, like 300 square foot a studio apartment and she'll just go one and just you know, create so much storage space, but she offers her some of her premium content over on Patreon. So, um, so a lot of times when I'm watching those little shows, I'm like, hey, I wonder, you know, how long has she been doing this? Like, you know, what made her think of that idea? And like, hey, where did she actually find this piece from? And so her having like a Q&A session after her videos premiere on YouTube, that's another um, revenue stream because she can charge members a monthly price to say, hey, for like, I don't know, 10 bucks a month, you can, um, after the show premieres on YouTube, come on over to my Patreon and we can do a live Q&A. And that is exclusive content just for those people that are paying subscribers. Yeah, so... Do you think, I kind of was thinking about this, It's a, I see it as a kind of mini step in giving you extra income before you get to those thousand, but also even after it, but you're, you're providing probably more access to you and a bit more additional content than what you would put on YouTube channel. I see it as a kind of stepping stone between you getting content on YouTube, on TikTok, or on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever the platform is mm -hmm. that's getting engagement. I see it as a stepping stone between that and maybe having your whole full membership website in some context. Is that how you're viewing it? Yeah, I think that's definitely one way to approach it as a stepping stone. Um, or you just have someone like you're they're listening to this uh, podcast and they're just like, you know what, I'm going to like go ahead and just start from day one thinking about the bigger picture, which I do recommend because if you think about the bigger picture um, where you eventually want to go, it'll help you not have to move platforms as much and have to, you know, go back and redo steps. Yeah, there's a couple um, that I periodically watch on YouTube. Um, they live in Ecuador. Um, that They moved to Ecuador. They were living in Denver. And um, the male partner was um, um, had some health issues, had some back problems, and um, they had a lot of expenses to pay and then they decided to move to Ecuador and they built a YouTube channel about people thinking of moving to Ecuador from North America. And they have a, a Patreon channel um, and they have additional videos on there and they have a question and answer um, sessions as well. And they just put more video content on there and they also provide... Um, PDFs uh, around certain subjects if you're thinking of moving to Ecuador. Um, so 
that's how I see it, just providing more content that might help you. So what do you see as um, some of, of the drawbacks to it? Uh, so content ownership is important. And to my knowledge, you do still own your content if you're on something like Patreon, but they still make the terms of use and terms of service. Um, so at any point, there could be something where, you know, maybe you're not um, going with your rules or whatever the case may be. You're violating their terms of agreement or service and your, you know, your content could be taken away um, or you lose your platform. Another is, which isn't terrible, um, is that they do take a cut. Um, but it's understandable because all you have to do is put your content on there. You don't have to do like any of the hard work of like building the website. Um, so that can be a drawback. I think we'll talk about that later about the tiers of um, how they price those. Of course, I think the higher your plan, the less fees that you pay. Um, so you're always going to pay fees, but I definitely, I'm pretty sure it's more if you were to go through a straight PayPal or Stripe, which is usually around three to four percent um, of each transaction. Yeah, just one thing. Just one thing on that. I didn't clarify yeah. in my own mind. I think I think they're starting. It starts around seven, eight percent. But is the Stripe mm -hmm. on top of that? I don't think so. I think it's kind of just built into it. Um, they right. probably use Patreon, probably uses Stripe or PayPal to process payments, but it's probably just all built in. That would be pretty terrible if it was like on top of that. <laughs> it would be. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't clarify it in my own mind. Sorry. Um, I think the plans take 5% and Light and oh, Light takes 5% and then Pro takes 8%. And premium takes twelve percent. That's a bit rich, isn't it? Twelve percent. Oh, I thought, uh, it got, I thought it got smaller as you went up in plans, but it seems like it's getting bigger. It does, doesn't it? Uh, the twelve. Uh, if you uh, if you're not watching this, Carmen's eyes got larger when I said twelve percent. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, there we go. Uh, um, but no, um, I took this off their website, so um, it seems legit to me. Um, features, I think you get more. You get team accounts. With the 12%, you get team accounts, dedicated partner manager. You get a partner manager, Carbon. Um, you get support, which they should be supporting their product anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a kind of, yeah. Um, with the Pro, you get all the features included in the light, membership tiers, analytics and insights. I, I got to tell you, folks, unless there's a real big case, membership, oh, that's the thing. I think you probably have to go with, well, I don't know what to say because it looks like you've got to go to the pro to get the membership tiers, don't you? And then you pay 8%. Um, I would attempt to utilise Patreon. Unless, there's, two case, there's two cases here, folks. If I have no plans of building a real hardcore community with training and courses, I would probably... I was just looking at a platform where I could engage people a bit more and offer more content, the same content on the platform, which was the main mechanism to publicise myself on. Um, I would just utilise Patreon. If I've got any other ambitions, I probably still would use Patreon, but I would utilise it as either to get myself started or use it as a gateway to move them on to uh, another platform. Um, because if I'm going to generate any numbers and that, um, the 8% is a bit rich, really. Uh, um, what do you reckon? Um, I agree. Um, and I'm looking at their pricing page now and I realize it says plus payment processing, currency conversion, payout fees and applicable taxes. Oh, my um, God. They know their fees, don't they? Oh, my God, fathers. 
Um, so from a company perspective for Patreon, it's really good for them because I think a lot of companies kind of suffer. Like if you put like a set price, like, hey, we're only going to charge you $19.99 per month. Like, you know, you're only going to get $19.99. But if you have really successful creators on your platform, they're making so much more money from Patreon. Um, but once you get to that level as a successful creator, you really don't need Patreon. Like you have enough resources, I would think money and people that you can pay to get your own platform and not give them a cut of anything. Um, and then, I mean, we haven't even talked about like what taxes yet. So it's like you're paying your 12% to Patreon. And then I wonder when it comes, I mean, I'm not no tax expert, but I wonder when it comes to taxes, are they looking at your net after you've paid your fees or is that like a part of that? Like you made, I don't know, a hundred thousand, but 12%, which I'm guessing is what 12,000. So like, which one are you actually reporting to, you know, to the government about how much you made? So that can get tricky. (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering on this expensive, I I think it is expensive, but if you're, if you just got, if you're just starting off and you're just trying to build something and you're looking for a really quick, easy way that you can literally get going, you know, you've got to, put content in and you've got to put your... It's one of the quickest ways where you're not totally relying on the platform. So, you know, YouTube have just got their own membership platform. I would not advise somebody to build... It's really, in my opinion, really, really dicey to build your membership with one of the main channels and you want to diversify. It's best to choose the main channel and build your audience, but then try and diversify as much as you can. Um, but it is expensive. I think the other issue um, um, is that there's been some... I looked online and there was some stuff about issues around charges and refunds. Um, and they got a little bit of a track record of not being, you know, if somebody asks for a refund and that, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I did a little bit, there did seem to be a little bit of a pattern there, but how true it is and how they've changed things, I do not know. It, it's, as we have talked in a pre, the first show that you became a co-host, its strength is also its weakness. It has one option. It gets you going, but it has limited re, um, upbranding experience, i.e. customization. You pay for that ease of setup with a with a total lack of, lack of flexibility. Um, and I think the other thing, when I was doing my research, um, which didn't occur to me, is that the... Um, it's a, chronological feed um, the way you display stuff is totally limited and that's a that's quite a powerful con which didn't occur to me until I did my research what do you think of that Carmen yeah so I guess I'm not really clear on that part as much because I know I, I have a feeling like say you have you follow maybe five people um, on using the platform. And I'm thinking there's like a timeline, like social media that you'll see like your favorite creators and it's chronological as far as like who posted last. You'll see their post first is at what it's referring to or. Yeah, I think it's just the way the content, if you're adding content, the way it's added. um, where if you've got your own, you can set how it's displayed any way you like, can't you? But here it's chronological feed. Uh, design choice, if you just touch that, lead patron, creator, burnout. And you, um, unlike a membership site where you you constantly, with this, you constantly got to keep feeding the beast, you know, oh, yeah. where, um, you, you do have that with a membership site, but you can um, have, se- literally have seasons. I, I know a few people that have, built a very successful niche in a certain niche uh, membership and they have a season where they 
they bring in new co- new people in and they have a marketing season. They literally go on every podcast. They literally go on every YouTube channel in their niche um, and they promote and it, the membership's available for like a four or five week period to get access to it and then they close access till next year. Um, obviously you've got to have a certain reputation and provide real value and be seen as a, a real industry leader to pull that off. But I do see a few people doing that. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, of course. Um, and like you say, it just depends on like the size of creator. Um, and I think everyone that, especially new creators that go onto a platform like Patreon, they're looking at the top 1%, but it definitely takes time. Not saying that you can't be, but it, it takes time to get to that top 1% of people. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing thing is, is the niches people find on YouTube. It's such an enormous market, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. um, it I, what I'm trying to get across is that you can make a, a really income that can change your life and um, by not thinking you're going to get millions of views, you by utilising a tool like this and a membership site and combining it with the content you put on YouTube or other platforms, you can still build a really sizable income that can be a sustainable side hustle. And I think depend in this age, depending on your main employer uh, and not having it, especially if you've got a family and other commitments, mm-hmm. I think it's always best that, and I think it also having it, um, it kind of promotes yourself in the industry that your your main employment might be. It keeps you seen as somebody that's building influence anyway. Is that making sense, Carmen? It does. It does. What, what's your view, own views on this? Um, I mean, pretty much the same, uh, building influence. Um, it's like your main source of income. And so it, it looks like you're more reliable um, versus like you have like a lot of things going on. So makes sense to me. I think, you, yes, I think it all combines, you know, the things that can build your influence in your career path in industry you should be doing anyway if you you know um you could then also combine it with a income source and i think it's one of the few things that you because it's self it's self-fertilizing in a way um it helps you with your career path it's sustainable and can grow into some if you wish to can grow into something that can replace your full-time employment but it's totally up to you and I don't I just don't think there's many pathways that give you that number of choices it's one of the things that really excites me really about this whole area Carmen yeah it is yeah definitely right um I think we're gonna go for our break folks And when we come back, we're going to look at some of the ways you might be able to do this with WordPress, really. Um, We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code podcast 20 that's podcast two zero enjoy the rest of your show we're coming back folks i think we're giving an insight about patreon its strengths and some weaknesses i think we've done a reasonable job if we haven't please tell us give us feedback we love to hear from you uh um 
So um, before we go into the second part of the show, I just want to point out that if you're looking to build a membership website on WordPress, and I think you should be, have a look at what WP Tonic has to offer. We really provide more than quality hosting. We we provide a whole library of premier plugins that are focused at specifically helping you build a membership thriving business, basically, plus email, plus a whole host of other functionality and support at a very reasonable price. So go over to WP Tonic and we'd love you to become a part of the family. So um, what I think, you know, obviously with... um, you're highly involved with Learn Dash, um, Learn Dash parent. Well, I'm not going to go into it, but I've, but it's kind of in a company that has a major hosting provider in the WordPress space. Um, so um, I think number one thing, if you're going to build a membership website um, where you moved on from, from Patreon or you're combining Patreon with a membership website and you're looking at WordPress and we both, I I'm, I would say that both of us think that you should build that membership website on WordPress. Um, would you agree, Carl? You know, I know you work with, but, I've, but I think you would say that anyway, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Because, um, yeah. and why, why do you think somebody was asking you a friend or somebody you knew, why would you think you would still recommend WordPress to them? Yeah, it's the bigger picture. I mentioned that earlier. Um, It's just when you get to a point, because I mean, if you decide, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to keep at it. um, You want to have as much flexibility and control over your platform. And right now, WordPress is the easy, well, somewhat easiest way and the best way to accomplish that. But you have to be thinking that way from the beginning because it's so hard, like not just memberships, but anytime you do something one way and you have to change paths later on, it just becomes very difficult uh, to get yourself, you know, into that new platform, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so just thinking about where you want to go in the future from the from day one is why I always would recommend WordPress. And usually it's going to allow you to uh, achieve that goal, whatever it may be. Yeah, I think um, it's it's really um, WordPress does a poor job, really, and I call it digital sovereignty myself. That's the term that I <laughs> utilise because I think um, having as much control that's feasible, that's practical, is really important because um, I think depending on what area your niche, the area that you're passionate about, folks, um, there is a possibility that you might infringe on the terms and conditions. But I think a more bigger problem is that the um, business model of the platform that you're relying can change quite dramatically. I think that's a more bigger concern. You know, you know, Patreon is charging you 8% at the present moment. Um, or they might decide that that's not good enough. You know, um, we're now going to start charging you 10 15%, whatever. Um, or um, we, we're going to alter the, um, the actual focus of the platform and we really, you're not, we're not going to tote, we're going to give you three months' notice and then we're probably going to kick you off. Because <laughs> you, no lo- yeah. you no longer fit into, um, we're pivoting in a new direction because this hasn't, we haven't obtained enough revenue. And we, this regularly happens. And I think people don't take this into account. What's your own feelings about that, Carmen? 
Oh, yeah, it definitely happens. I haven't heard of this with Patreon. Um, Some people may be familiar with a platform which is very similar to Patreon. It's called OnlyFans. Um, Right now, or for the past few years, they've been known more so for adult content, but that Mm -hmm. was not what the platform was started Mm -hmm. from. It was meant to be just, you know, hey, you know, sell a subscription to whatever it is that you do. And for whatever reason, just the adult um, world just came onto that platform. And a few years ago, I think that was like maybe 2020, 2021, they said, hey, we don't want any more um, adult um, performances happening on this and you got to leave, got to go somewhere else. And there were people that like their, all of their income came from that and they went back and they repealed that and they ended up like say, hey, like it doesn't matter, you know, it's going to destroy our business model, but it definitely happens. Um, That's probably like one of the most extreme examples, Uh, but like pricing can change as you said before, um, what they allow, Um, even now because we're such in a time like politics. So I can imagine with election season, I mean, season coming up in the U.S., like, you know, what you made, somebody made me very politically charged content. <laughs> they could, you know, say like, hey, you can't be on this platform because of what you're saying. Um, so there's just so many different things. And, you know, here in the U.S., it's like freedom of speech. And but it's like freedom of speech, um, depending on that platform that you're on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think the other one, um, I always pronounce it the craft orientated platform. I always forget its name. Is it Etsy? Etsy. Mm-hmm. I, I think Etsy really comes top of mind for me, Carmen, because they have had some real change of terms and conditions and it's really affected some of their users quite badly. And that's happened on a couple of occasions, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm trying to think what was the Etsy situation that went on recently, but I've definitely heard about them in the news. Um, Gumroad is another one. They changed their fees. Um, so it really affected the top creators because um, I think it's like 10 percent or they were going to 10 percent. One of those things. Um, and so the people that weren't making as much money, like they always pay 10 percent. But if you ever dreamed of, hey, I'm going to be this creator that makes, you know, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this platform monthly, then someone taking 10% of your income is pretty big, especially paying taxes on top of that. So it's so many examples. And I think that's the thing that, you know, a lot of creators just don't think about this in the beginning. All right. So to get going on WordPress, I think number one is you've got to choose a decent quality WordPress hosting provider. I think all pain on WordPress starts with really looking to purchase the most cheapest hosting that comes on your radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally um, it leads to to you leaving WordPress because um, you get extremely frustrated extremely quickly. Um, So be um, selective about who your hosting provider is going to be. Would you agree with that, Carmen? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that you have to look at this as a business and it's like you get what you pay for. Um, So if you're going to get $5 for a whole year of hosting, like you can probably have one person every three months on your website (laughs) and not more than two people come and visit. So you definitely want to invest. And um, I guess it's a question I want to spin back to you. If someone's brand new, how would you recommend they go and look for a good or know they're getting a good um, quality WordPress host? Well, it really (laughs) depends. It's a really, it's a really fantastic question, but a difficult one because obviously mm. I'm going to say WP Tonic, aren't I? But, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, um, in general, if I if I exclude WP Tonic, I think it's a little bit difficult because some um, like I don't know what Liquid Web's um, policy is, but let's look at WP Engine, which they're fantastic people. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic company. Um, Jason, the founder, is a friend of mine. Our, um, our, um, it's just a fantastic company. Um, but if you've got a membership and you've got a learning management system, they they love their garnish. And garnish is a form of... Um, my brain's going dead here. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a form of storing 
your uh, a version of your website um, and almost all hosting providers provide uh, caching, that was it. Um, they use Varnish as their caching engine. There's different types of technology utilising caching and all hosting. Caching is the enemy of a membership website. Uh, um, it, you know, um, we um, switch it off totally on the back end and we only and then you then we select um, we allow our users to select that they, the front end if there's certain pages they want to switch it off as well we switch it off but you find a lot of the leading I think WP Engine Liquid Web um, I think Rock Rocket.net has become very popular. Um, I think it's Rocket.net has become yeah. popular with certain groups of um, WordPress freelancers, developers. Um, but I think they've got their caching. I think um, SendGrid um, was very popular, but I think they're falling off the radar a bit. But I think Kinsta, but Kinsta utilizes a fair bit of caching. I think one of the problems a lot of people have with WP Engine is that they can get a response and they will switch it off, but then it comes back pretty quick. <laughs> um, um, Kinsta, um, they have moved their pricing. They've gone upstream to some degree. Um, some of their pricing's got a bit rich. But there is about four or five. But there's also um, a group of hosting providers, which I wouldn't recommend people that look at having their membership website um, on that particular host Um What's, what's, what's your feelings about that? What's your response to what I've just said? You know, please be honest. Do you think I'm incorrect in what? Oh, I've no, not at all. Especially when it comes down to caching. Um, like the average person probably does not have any idea what caching is, but um, dynamic content. So content that can't just be like, it's just what we call static. So you bring it up and it's always the same. And so caching, um, what am I trying to say? So dynamic is like constantly changing. And on a membership site, LMS site or learning management site, things are always changing. Users are going to different things. So you can't keep things static and the same. Like you constantly need or asking the database for dynamic uh, different things. Um, so caching can be a huge thing. I will say this, something that makes it easy. I know we do this at LearnDash. We do have a blog post um, and like a list if you contact our support team and ask like, hey, what hosting is the best? And we have Liquid Web on the on the list because, of course, we're owned by Liquid Web. But yeah. we have others such as like Cloudways um, that's on that list and a few others I can't think of top of mind. But a lot of times, whatever platform you're thinking of and they want the best for you as well, because if you're having a big problem with the hosting, that just means support tickets coming back Um to that um, to that company as well. So um, if you are looking in that space, whatever platform you're looking at, or plug-in, I should say, ask them about, hey, which hosting do you recommend? Yeah. Um, also, just keep in mind that it, it, if you're not, if you're a hosting provider and you're not utilizing a lot of cash, um, it's going to cost you more money. You know, that hosting provider has to make money to continue its service. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to find the cheapest solution from a decent hosting provider that's not overdoing the caching side. It's just just that's the fact of the business, folks. But on the other hand, you shouldn't be taken to the cleaners. You know, it's like having your car serviced. It's like mm -hmm. anything. Um, um, so let's go on to number two. So... It, what should be the, the the key technology building block? It, it, I think utilizing a learning management system f um, from day one is the right decision. And the two that I would recommend is either Learn Dash or Lift LMS. And I think we had that discussion last week, didn't we? Because uh, I think there's a couple others, but I think they are the clear two solutions. Even if you weren't working for Learn Dash. Carmen, oh, yeah, I, definitely. I, I think you would say to people, look at Learn Dash or look at Lift LMS, wouldn't you? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. When I was just freelancing before my days at LearnDash, those were like the only two that I would, um, unless the client had their own thing they were looking at. Um, so I think that's also another important piece because you do have a lot of membership, which is just content protection plugins that are offering courses. Um, so that's also, I think, a good piece to kind of spin off about as well, because um if you're a content creator, you're probably not needing advanced course features. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of proof. I think you get, it's not a ridiculous price. You just need yeah. to use the bit that's relevant for you at that present moment. But you're also linked to what you said in the first half, you know, changing yeah. platforms, change, yeah. having to change stuff. I just think for the cost, you kind of pro- you're proofing yourself when you if you, you're going to get a little bit more serious about the uh, the course creation side of it, that's... Yeah, definitely. It's I think it's a tough decision to make. So it's just like, hey, do I lean into the course? But I think you are correct on that um, because that, that probably will be a big part of your membership is offering courses anyway. Um, so choosing that course, whether that a course provider, whether it's Learn Dash or Lifter LMS, I think that is an important piece to it. Um, I think the only thing that come, becomes kind of limiting is the membership actually protecting different content on the site. I'm not that familiar with Lifter LMS, but um, do you need a membership plugin if you use Lifter? No, you don't. Not at all. Mm-hmm. You just need to buy the ad. If you're going to monetize it, you just need to buy the Stripe add-on for $120 and off you go. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's the strength of Lifter, but LearnDash has its strengths as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a very, it has a bit more integration with third parties, but they're, they're very head-to-head, so that's why I support both. Um, and I like both companies. I like the people you've you, that's why I asked you to, to be my co-host, and then you were gracious to say yes. But I also like the Lifter LMS team, so mm-hmm. um, so it's great to have choices, folks. Um, on to number three. So that's the key. I would say you probably don't need all the functionality of either those, but you're future proofing, <laughs> and it does provide the structure so you can. It offers the functionality that you probably would need at the beginning, folks. On to number three, what's the next key part of your building tech structure on WordPress? Um, you need a you need a website builder and a page builder. Now, I call Gutenberg. I, I call I call it the yellow brick road, and um, <laughs> our, um, and. Um, Carmen's Dorothy, and I, I'm, uh, what am I? Um, I'm the scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> our, um, our, um, our, um, um, yeah, definitely the scarecrow. Our, um, so, <laughs> oh, God. Um, so cadence is the future, guys, um, but I, I think you, you need an interpreter. You need a platform that, and, um, Obviously, there's other page builders out there, and they're fantastic. But I think Cadence is, um, I think mm-hmm. Gutenberg is definitely become a solid. It offers speed, and it, it's just going to take more and more market share. Um, and I honestly feel the best uh, interpreter um, that really um, puts Gutenberg um in a way that somebody like you who's not a WordPress professional is Cadence WP. And the Great Fin is part of your family as well. So you've got to you can say great fins yeah. about it. So, but that's my honest opinion. Um I've been using Cadence for the past few months and I've been really impressed with it. So um but there are other um Alimator. Um you there's some other um third-party building building block platforms that use Gutenberg as well that are fantastic. Um, it is a, there's a number of solutions out there, but I, I think what Ben has done with his team with Cadence, I've been really impressed. What's, what's your own feelings? Oh, yeah, they are a very, even though we're like in the, still like the same family of brands, um, 
they are very passionate about Cadence. The community around Cadence is like so big. It's like one of our fastest growing brands um, within Liquid Web. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he, he, um, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a great developer. And he, the thing is, I think he's got a really, he's he's got a real vision, a real focused vision where he's taking Cadence. And I think you can see it in the product, can't you? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now, the other key um, part is you, you're going to want to send a um, marketing email. You're going to want to send out a newsletter. You want to keep in content with your users and update them with all the fabulous content that you're providing. Um, you want to be able to upsell, inform and that. So marketing automation is really important. And until a couple of years ago, it was really a, a failing of WordPress. Mm-hmm. That is not the case now. And two that I highly recommend is Fluent CRM or WP Funnels with MailMint. Um, I think they're the clear two leaders. I love Fluent CRM, but I also like WP funnels um and they added the um they added the email functionality the thing that confuses people is e- with either fluent crm or with wp funnels um you're going to need what i call an email sending backbone engine um you're going to need a third party provider to actually send out those email um i think all hosting providers and i would i'm surmising even fluent um um at wp tonic we we provide this but most other providers um they will allow you to send out a certain amount of email per day which are which are really focused about transactional email and what i mean by transactional somebody finishes is your course um an email is sent with a certificate somebody subscribes to your membership <clears throat> they need to receive an email with their invoice mm-hmm. um they are what I classify as transactional. Um, most hosting providers will allow that type of email. They will put a restriction, but in normally, unless you've got a huge website, you'll probably be able, it will, those restrictions will deal, still be functional. Most hosting providers do not want you utilising their email functionality to send out marketing email or newsletters to <laughs> thousands of people. You, they won't let you do it and you rapidly will be breaking the terms and conditions of your hosting provider if you do do that. Um, and you do not want to peeve off your hosting provider, do you, listeners and viewers? Uh, um, so you're going to need an engine. I'm sorry, listeners and viewers if this has been a long-winded but you got to know this um so you're going to need a a provider to send out um the one that i recommend but we also provide it as part of our hosting package is with sendgrid there's a couple others of these sending engines um and you have to i think with sendgrid uh, i think with a hundred thousand emails per month it costs you a slightly under $20 a month. Um, And then you can utilise either Fluent or WP Funnels to um, send out automizations and newsletters. That was a little bit long-winded, was it, Carmen? But I think it had to be said. Do you you think I did a reasonable job there or do you think I've just confused everybody? (laughs) No, no. I think what gets confusing sometimes, but you explained it about having still that email service provider, which I call them, which was going to be like your, um, your MailChimp, or your, what do you call it, um, active campaigns, but you need some software like Fluent CRM on your site. So when certain actions happen, someone finish a course, it's going to tell that email system like, hey, send this person that email because they did this task or this happened. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, yeah. Um, but 
Fluent CRM and I'm pretty sure that WP Funnels also, well, Fluent CRM until about six, seven months ago, it didn't have a a newsletter builder. Well, you could do it, but it would just send some. Its focus was on very plain text email, but they've introduced a fantastic um, newsletter builder as well. And I think you get that with WP Funnels. Well, I'm sure you do. Um, So they both, um, the problem with, well, it's not a problem if you know about it. WP Funnels, um, you could build the automation, but they didn't have a visual way of of email sending out newsletters, mm. but they've added that on with MailMint. Um, and they're both, for what you get, um, they both can replace something like Active Campaign, and they offer almost all the, the marketing functionality of a system like that. And as you know, and when it comes to the automation side of it, MailChimp isn't a great solution. Not um, at all. You, you, <laughs> no, um, it's really awful. Um, and they've changed their pricing, the free service. They limit it to, to 500 now. So it's a very less attractive platform. The thing with Active Campaign, it's fantastic, but it gets very expensive very quickly, doesn't it? Yes, it, it really does. I think the, because I'm on the smallest plane, I think a thousand um, contacts is maybe like $39 per month. Um, and then if you want some of the more advanced features like connecting um, the e commerce, so you're able to see like, hey, this email produced. $5,000 in revenue, um, those plans get more expensive. But um, I'll say it's worth it at the end of the day. Like on the WordPress side of things, I do think that some of the drawback is because you do have to get other things to work with it. But I mean, it does its job really well. Like once you have those things in place. Have you have you at all been looking at Fluence? Fluent CRM and WP funnels, and you know, if you set up SendGrid account, I think it is about nineteen dollars, and I think you get a hundred. I have to double check it, but I think you get a hundred thousand emails that covers you for a long, long time. Um, and have have you at all been looking at it, or did you, I, I just leave that until I really need something a bit better? something more I don't know how to word it have you looked at it at all or you just stuck with active campaign until you're not really yeah it's I think because of the way that we use both because we use fluent CRM um, at work and we also use active campaign um, oh so right, that's the, really interesting so what's, what's your view on it Was it come to any conclusions yeah, so I think, so I want to say, because Fluent has a, a few different plugins and I'm trying to make sure I'm actually talking about the right thing, but we'll use like Fluent for like forms and different things of that nature, but we still connect it to Active Campaign. Yeah, so you're talking about Fluent Forms. Fluent you? Forms. Okay, okay. I was mistaken on that. Okay. Um, but it's another one that we use on our course site. So LearnDash has an academy where you can learn how to use a product and we use um, Uncanny Automator mm-hmm. on that, which we use to like tag different actions. And so that way it sends it to active campaign. So it's just so many different ways to use it. I didn't even realize it. So, yeah. Well, the, well you know, yeah. I, 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 I'm you. Oh, I loved you before, Carbon, but <laughs> I'm loving you because these are all, all premier plugins that we offer at WP Tonic. Oh, our, um, <laughs> our, um, but the main two ways is um, and canny uh, automator is just fabulous, or you can use WP um, Fusion. Um, oh, yeah. there, there's a bit of overlap. Um, I um, I think you used um, if I'd been in if I had been in the companies, I probably would have used WP Fusion to do what you did. Um, but you can use Uncanny, and there is a lot of overlap. Um, which does cause a little bit of confusion, but that, but they're both fantastic. So I think we're given, I, I think the technology stack that we've outlined here, plus knowing that you need really good hosting, um, 
I think everything you can do um, with Patreon, you could do, it's just getting it set up. Um, yeah. There's going to be more set up. But um, I think you would be future-proofing yourself and you would be, if you're looking at, at some of the higher Patreon levels of 8% to 12%, you won't be paying that. And you have a lot more di- control um, over your business. So how would you wrap this up? Um, what what are the... You know, I don't know how to wrap it up, really. Um, I think, how would you how would you do it? Yeah, so I think there were um, two things. You can either go the Patreon, like you say you're brand new. You can go the Patreon route, get started today. It's very easy. Um, or you can think about the future and like, hey, I don't want to sacrifice my future earnings just to get something up quickly and look at what it would take for you to take the WordPress route, which we have outlined. You can look up all these things and see what your costs are going to be. Um, However, if you look at the WordPress site, even though you may come up front with a lot of money that's spent out, the good thing is like you could always change things around. We just told you about three different um, plugins. Um, What was it? The uh, WP Funnels, the Uncanny Automator, and what's the other one? Fluent CRM. So if Fluent CRM, has a price increase. <laughs> Not saying it's the easiest thing. You can always move things around. When you're on a platform like Patreon, like you have to just go over to a completely different platform. You can't just pull one thing out and switch it out with something else. Um, so those are all things to think about. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but if you do decide to go on Patreon, just go ahead and make that mental note that at some point I'm probably going to have to move my platform somewhere else. And hopefully that's WordPress. I think I would look at the light version. But if I'm looking to move, if I'm looking to, if I feel that I've got a stage where I'm going to have to move, I think they call it pro, the pro version, um, the next level up. I think that's the cutoff. I think if I'm looking, if I need some of that functionality that comes up to the next level, that's the trigger where I probably would look at, I need to look at WordPress. I've probably got a WordPress website anyway, and I'm utilising Patreon with YouTube or TikTok. Um and because I've got you, I'm used to WordPress, um, mm-hmm. and I'm looking. I've got to the level where Patreon Lite doesn't fit my business model. I think that's the trigger when I would then look at investing in building that increase functionality on WordPress. I think that's the, yeah. that's how I would fr- rationalise it. Yeah. And I think that it kind of goes not to just tech stack, but business strategy as well. You know, maybe you start off only just offering Q&As on like Patreon, but when you're ready, like you said, to launch your online courses, um, that's maybe at a higher price point. And so you can kind of keep the Patreon if you want, but it's not like you've tried to build the entire thing on Patreon. Like, you know that I'm only going to do this, make some money from it so I can get my site that I really need on WordPress. Well, can't. Common. I think it's been a fabulous show. I think these shows are just kind of give putting thoughts into our listeners and viewers, yes. giving a bit of insight, putting putting stuff in front of them that they might not have thought about. I think, and I think we've done a good job in this in this particular show. So, Carmen, yes. what's the best way for people to find out more about you, your thoughts, your roller skating? You know, uh, yeah. what, what's the best way, Carmen? Yeah, I feel bad. Last time I just told you all about Twitter and I think Instagram, but I do have my own platform as well, and I'm actually in the process of rebuilding it. I finally have time. Um, so you can check me out over at Carmen K dot com and um it's a site up but it's a work in progress but that's where you can really find out um personal stuff business stuff it's going to be like a whole site of just all things carmen so yeah <laughs> but I, it I'm is probably, up. <laughs> i'm probably gonna put you on the spot here so hopefully <laughs> hope you're utilizing cadence to build it 
Do you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry I put her on the spot. <laughs> All right. There we go. Uh, um, we get off that one quick. I was being a bit naughty there. I apologize. <laughs> She's going to tell me off for that. But, uh, um, oh, yeah. uh, um, well, you put you. Well, you better learn cadence pretty quick. Uh, um, so there, there we go. Um, if you, it's been a fabulous show, if you um, just want to point it out, folks, we've got a fabulous WordPress, um, a Facebook group area um, where we um, you can have access to me. Um, cadence, so hopefully. Um, Carmen hopefully agreed to be a, a admin as well. Um, we've got a really growing community there. But to find that Facebook group, all you have to do is put in searches um, WP Tonic the Membership Machine Show and it will come up and you can join us there. We will be back next week with another fantastic topic. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.